Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky, here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, I apologize because I knew that you were writing a book and I knew that you were completing it, but I did not know that this was your second book. So with that being said, since obviously you wrote it, um, why don't you give everyone out there kind of the, the summary of what it's about and, and why it's worth listening to? Because obviously it pertains to, to this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Joe. <laughs> it tells you how non-self-promoting I am that it never even crossed my mind that we would talk about our, the book <laughs> on the podcast. So this is, uh, this is why I need you, Joe. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's my, it's my second book co-authored with Father Tom Acklin, who is also a Benedictine from St. Vincent, one of my um, monastic brothers here. And also he's been a real spiritual father for me for uh, pretty much my whole monastic life has taught me a tremendous amount. We wrote our first book on spiritual direction and it's published by Emmaus Road. It's called Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love. And Father Tom has given a tremendous amount of spiritual direction over the past 45 years uh, and gives me spiritual direction and also taught me to be a spiritual director. And uh, now the two of us uh, have formed a spiritual direction uh, formation program to form spiritual directors through the St. Vincent Seminary Institute for Ministry Formation. That's a lot of things there. But in any event, Spiritual direction is something that we both have a real passion for, and it was a joy to write a book about it. We just sat down and talked with each other. I took a lot of notes, let him talk a lot, and because we both do spiritual direction and he really taught me everything he said, I understood from the inside out. I put some structure to it. I added some of my own things in, and over the course of a couple of years, we wrote a book on spiritual direction, which has sold very well. So the the first printing sold out. A lot of spiritual direction formation programs are using it as the principal text, and it really has gotten a, a lot of appreciation. So I'm I'm just very happy about that. I feel very good about it. I I, I don't even feel like there's any uh, sort of vanity in it because it's so much of Father Tom. I really feel like I've done a service and helping to turn Father Tom Acklin into text that people can read. When I initially approached Father Tom about writing a book together, I he said, well, what should we write about? I said, well, actually, I think we should write two books. I said it up front. This was five years ago. I said, I think we should write a book on spiritual direction and a book on prayer. So after we completed the text for the spiritual direction book, even while it was still in the editing cycle with Emmaus Road, we started talking about a book on prayer and in a similar way. I let Father Tom just talk, which he's good at, pouring out from his heart. Again, a tremendous amount of experience. He's really invested himself into prayer, into the dynamics of prayer, the depths of prayer from his own experience, and also through the experience of others, which we receive in spiritual direction. So Father Tom and I both have uh, quite a bit of experience uh, from our own prayer and have been very conscious and intentional about it. And then also hearing how the prayer of others unfolds and develops. And then of course, just drawing from the teaching of our Catholic faith and the example of the saints throughout the ages. And both of us have read extensively and, and taught quite a bit on, on these subjects. And so our second book, which is coming out, uh, 
now-ish, uh, the second week of February 2020, is called Personal Prayer, A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love. And the titles are intentionally similar, and I really consider the two books to be companion volumes. Uh, the Spiritual Direction book is actually helpful for people who aren't spiritual directors, certainly for people who are receiving spiritual direction, but also for anybody who wants to accompany somebody else on their journey of faith. And Pope Francis says that the entire church needs to be introduced into the art of accompaniment. And so I think our spiritual direction book really has a broad application, but certainly our personal, our book on personal prayer has a universal application. Anybody who wants to have a relationship with God needs to learn how to pray and needs to understand how to go deeper in prayer and what that looks like. And uh, so in our book, Personal Prayer, it's quite substantial. It's uh, almost 400 pages. And Emmaus is publishing it in hardback, just like they did with uh, the Spiritual Direction book is still only in hardback. And it's really meant to be a book that's a, a keeper, something you put on your shelf and you come back to. And it has a staying power, I think. It's really been the fruit of a lifetime of reflection, a lifetime of work on Father Tom's part. And uh, for myself as well, just my life has been a bit shorter than his so far. And so I, I think they're both uh, books that are, are worth buying and reflecting on, discussing, going back to. Uh, and they're both entitled guides because they're meant to be that, something that can really accompany us. They, the books themselves can be a companion on our journey of uh, going deeper in one-on-one -on -one relationships, which is what spiritual direction talks about, and then uh, a companion in going deeper on uh, our one-on-one -on -one relationship with God explicitly, which is what personal prayer talks about. So obviously prayer has come up quite a few times throughout the course of, of us recording the, these podcasts. Um, and, and this book began, as you said there, before we've even started doing these. So um, just to make sure I, I, I'm, I didn't miss something there, the, the second book, the one on prayer here, is pretty much any person can pick up and start using but from the spiritual development standpoint there's kind of a built-in prerequisite that you need to already have just to make sure i got that right no i would say uh the spiritual direction book uh i think is helpful for anybody who wants to accompany somebody else and that's going to be the case in a lot of settings parents and children for example spouses with each other potentially really the dynamics of of listening in a, a deeper than superficial or informational way. Anybody who wants to really listen to someone who wants to share their heart, understanding the dynamics of sharing our heart with another person, developing relationships that are really open to God being a part of that relationship. I'd say that the Spiritual Direction book would have a lot of wisdom to offer anybody who wants to have that kind of one-on-one -on -one relationship with someone else. Um, it's certainly directed specifically to spiritual directors, um, but I think it's pretty easy. And, and in fact, people have told me uh, they've, they've gotten a lot out of it uh, in, in just the ways that I've described. Uh, but as you said, certainly the book on personal prayer uh, is going to be intended for anybody who wants to develop their personal prayer, who wants to develop their relationship with God. And 
We start the book with uh, exploring the principles of Christian prayer. So Christian prayer is going to be different than uh, Buddhist prayer or, or Muslim prayer. And in particular, Christian prayer is uh, human and relational. So what do we bring into our prayer? Well, we bring our humanity into our prayer. That is to say our mind and our will, but also our bodies and our feelings. Uh, our whole humanity gets involved in our prayer. And we don't amputate our feelings. We don't amputate our, our bodies in order to pray like angels. God made us human beings and he wants us to pray like human beings. And so we explore some of the dimensions of that. And sometimes that's cause of struggle in our prayer. Our feelings, uh, whether it's a kind of restlessness or boredom or fear or our, our wounds or our uh, anger or our whatever it is, uh, understanding how to bring our feelings into our prayer is a, is a crucial part of prayer. Also, the feelings of enjoyment and, uh, and, and hope and uh, those positive feelings that also you know, delighting in God and enjoying his presence and resting in him and hoping for more and all of these kinds of things. So we explore some of those human dimensions. And also when our, when our feelings get in the way, sometimes the need for faith in order to persevere, to know that even when we don't feel God's presence, he's still there and we can trust in that perseverance. And so that brings us into some aspects of uh, the experience of God's silence, the experience uh, cultivating silence in ourselves, the experience of darkness in prayer, and experiencing evil in the world, and how we bring that into prayer, experiencing our own poverty, our, our spiritual poverty, our limitations, and how we bring that into prayer, uh, also our own littleness, childlikeness, and how that goes into prayer. Uh, and uh, after exploring those different kind of principles, those dynamics of prayer, those dimensions of prayer. Then the second half of the book is looking at more explicit uh, ways of praying. The liturgy, for example, the mass in particular, how we enter into mass, which is also going to be human and relational. Um, I should have mentioned the relational part in the my overview of the first part of the dimensions of prayer. We're always relating with a person. Who is that person? Actually, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What do those relationships look like? Well, we derive a lot of insight from our other human relationships. But Christian prayer is always relational. It's not a matter of using techniques to generate certain states of consciousness that we would call prayer. It's a matter of relating with persons who have revealed themselves to us. God has revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. So learning how to relate in prayer, uh, again, we learn through our human relationships. Um, but then in the second part of the book, how do we experience the mass? How do we enter into the mass? How do we pray the mass? Well, in a human and relational way. And so there are going to be distractions and uh, there are going to be, you know, the things of our humanity that are going to get in the way that are going to also uh, be parts of ourselves that, that we give to the Lord. And in the context of the mass, the mass is itself about a relationship. It's not just a ritual that we carry out to check a box. It's an encounter with a person whom we meet in Jesus Christ. Um, but we look at the liturgical prayer at 
Eucharistic adoration, at praying with scripture, Lexio Divina. We look at praying with the rosary, uh, the Jesus prayer, and other forms of uh, imageless prayer. Um, we look at also other forms of devotional prayer and, and extraordinary forms of prayer, charismatic prayer, praying with the gifts of the Spirit. So explore those kind of concrete applications as well. So anyway, there's a lot. It's pretty substantial uh, teaching on prayer. Yeah, it, it certainly seems like something that, uh, as much as we'd like to try, I don't think we're going to be able to cover that in a 20 to 30 minute podcast episode um, on, on a regular basis. But certainly, given the fact of the popularity of how this particular podcast has grown, that there's a certainly a need for that. You know, we look around the world and we just see, um, you know, for instance, one of the questions that we didn't get to from the high school series we did, which was, why do we go to mass? Why does it matter? And there's an element of that that's just kind of dripping away from this this American culture as our phones make us more ADD prone throughout the world. You hear something you need, you need to get to fix it. And as a result, you see many studies out there that's saying, in general, people who are doing that are becoming worse at relations than prior generations or, or where they should be. And to get a, a concrete example through these two texts that relations are important and here's how to do it, and specifically here's relationship with God and here's how to do it, it can really be, be tremendously needed. So obviously you have more knowledge about this than I do. So I, I thank you for, for putting that out there and, and writing it. And as we're releasing it here today, it is available. Um, I'm assuming, Father, you know exactly where it can be picked up, or at least the ballpark. Yeah, well, you can certainly uh, order it off of Amazon. If you order it directly from the Emmaus Road publishing website, then uh, we get a little bit more money, and Amazon gets a little less money. So I'm always in favor of that. But uh, but it's available on Amazon, available on the Emmaus Road website, and uh, and and you'll find it in some different places. Our our book on spiritual direction just appeared in the Ignatius Press catalog. I was kind of excited about that. I love Ignatius Press. So um, anyway, those those things are uh, both out there. Again, the the book the new book is called Personal Prayer: A Guide for Receiving the Father's Love. The uh, the book that just came out. Our our first book is called Spiritual Direction: A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love. And yeah, I think uh, it's a it's a good good investment a good gift and uh, certainly worth reflecting on yeah and if, if you think about it sometimes that's a a struggle within our own lives as you mentioned there that we are human we bring these attributes to life that are not always exactly where we want to be doubt suspicion anger and when we're in these types of states you know it can be difficult to receive anything you know, if you're in a spot where you're hurt and you're wounded and you just don't want to hear the other side, you just want to make them, you know, evil or wrong or just someone you don't even want to try to relate to. But to realize that itself inherently is wrong and evil to try to, to, to not be willing to listen to relate doesn't mean you're going to agree with them, but to be able to listen and figure out how to do that better and maybe get a little bit about why they feel that way 
is a tremendous skill set that when we reject it the most is probably when we need it the most. And to have a foundational piece, as you just said, this guide is meant to be, um, would really be a lot of benefit for, for not just our audience, but for everyone out there in totality. So again, I thank you for writing in and for, for giving us some time here to talk about it. Um, and, and obviously I don't want to show it short there. There's, there's so much more you can talk to. I mean, you can't do 400 pages in, in 16 <laughs> minutes, but I'd like to, you know, take the, the last 10 minutes or so and, and kind of dive into what you think one of the best teachings that you could summarize in about 10 minutes to, to give our audience kind of a feel of what they'll be getting from it. Well, again, personal prayer is human and relational. And I think those are things that we tend to get wrong in our ideas about prayer. We, we have a, a way of making prayer this uh, kind of state of consciousness that I'm trying to achieve. I'm going to go into the chapel and I'm going to do these things. And then it's going to cause this thing to happen in me. And then I can check that box and I can move on with my day. It's a little bit more like, uh, you know, getting 10,000 steps in uh, is a, a sort of rage and fitness to, in, in the health magazines. You know, you, you do this activity, uh, take care of this thing, you check this box and that's good for your health. You know, we have a way of doing that with prayer and we can't do that with prayer any more than we can do that with any other relationship. Can you imagine, and I suppose there are to some extent books that try to coach you on relationships, but ultimately a relationship has to develop. It's respecting of the freedom of both people in the relationship. It's an encounter of two freedoms. And so there's nothing I can do that forces somebody else to do something or we wouldn't be free and it wouldn't be a relationship. And so leaving room for the freedom of God is, is really important in prayer. Now, what does that mean? How free is God going to be? What should we expect from him? Is he just going to turn his back on us one day? Is he going to delight us in, in a, a different day? What do we expect from the freedom of God? Well, there's some parameters on that because of who God is. Uh, we can't force him to do our will, but we can expect that when he says he'll do something or that he is a certain way, that he really is that way. We can trust what he has revealed to us. And so we explore some of those dynamics in the book of who God is and how we can relate with him, uh, what can we can expect from him, and how we can give him uh, respect in his freedom. And then how we learn to listen to him, give him space to, to move in our lives. And on the other hand, what do we bring to prayer? Well, again, we bring our humanity. And we're always uh, in danger of trying to present only our, the best parts of ourselves. We do that in all kinds of relationships, but we do, we do that only in relationships where we don't trust that we will be loved. Uh, when we're first getting to know somebody and we don't know if they'll reject us, we tend to show them the best parts of ourselves if we can handle it, if we can manage it. Uh, if we can show off our successes, if we can show off our intelligence, if we can show off our good looks and our nice wardrobe and our fancy car, you know, we do those show off parts of us because ultimately we don't trust the person. We don't trust that they're going to accept us unconditionally. And so we might start our relationship with God that way, but God forbid we finish it that way. 
we should finish our relationship with God. We should grow into a real relationship of trust that we accept, that we do believe he will accept us unconditionally, that when he sees our sins, when he sees our limitations, when he sees our failures, when he sees how poorly we, we love him and obey him and that we don't hide that stuff from him, but we go to him right with that stuff. And we see that he still loves us and that he helps us to grow and he helps us to heal. And he uh, does as a real friend should do, as a real lover should do, as a real father should do. He does that with us. He takes us by the hand and he walks with us. So learning to know how, what to expect from God and how to relate with him and knowing how to bring our humanity, such as it is, to him are, are really the, the key aspects that we explore in uh, in our book, Personal Prayer. And you can see how each of those in their own right have so much significance. Um, you know, if, if you go into a situation, you know, only showing the parts of you that you want to show, how that inherently is putting a block up within yourself. And... Obviously, this is specifically talking about relationships with God, but we can see how we're doing that in general with relations with our own lives. We only have one dimension of ourselves um, shown to someone else. And as we have better relationships, more and more of ourselves open up. And to an extent that naturally has to be that way, you just meet someone for the first time, you're going to you know, show yourself in that context. You know, if you meet someone on a business setting, you're going to have to, they're going to show you what their best business qualities are first. You're not going to really get into the other side of their dimensions. Um, so you can see the importance of that. And likewise, also getting appropriate expectations. Because that in itself can be a very large problem that we have discussed. It's not a slot machine. It's not a transactional relationship. And so much of our lives are transactional. Um, you know, I give you this, I get this. Here's 20 bucks, I get a pizza. You know, something like that. And to set those expectations about what God truly is trying to do, I think is a, a tremendous help. Because when expectations are accepted and acknowledged up front, it creates a much smoother pathway for everyone involved um you know that, that you know what you're going to get and when it happens you know you can accept it so i think that just flat out having a, a a knowledge of what you ought to expect and how that gets articulated in all relationships is incredibly valuable um you know, I, I can see from a very transactional standpoint as employer-employee relationship how valuable that is. But to take that to the complete next level, which is your relationship with God, it's 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 even more vital. So with that being said, I, I want to give you the floor here as, as we conclude today's episode. Yeah, I love what you said. And even that language of transactional is something that we use in the book, drawing from some of the research of Judith Glazer and her conversational intelligence. She identified three levels of conversation, transactional, positional, and transformational. And they really grow based on trust from that transactional, like you mentioned in the business world, to the real intimate 
totally self-revealing sharing and discovery that we have in intimate relationships, that transformational conversation. And that's certainly the kind of growth we want to have with God as well. So that's one example of the wisdom from others that we bring into the book. The bibliography is is many pages long. Father Tom and I both read a lot and love the traditional teachings of the church from the fathers of the church to the insights of science like Judith Glazer in the modern day. And so we try to integrate a lot of that to say, well, this is our experience. These are our insights, but they're really harmonious with, they build on, they mesh with, they lead to the, the insight, the teaching of a lot of people throughout the, the centuries. Perfect. And I always said something that we had discussed in the past that the joy of the Catholic faith is it's got 2000 years worth of knowledge that keeps building and growing upon itself. And as you said that I, I had a thought and that, that hit me there that when you have two people coming from the two opposite sides of the conversation standpoint, the one side being purely open and, and trusting in totality. And then they find later that the opposite side is only in there for a transactional. Typically the one who is open and giving has a lot of pain and hurt. And we know that we can see that in our human lives all around us, examples of that. But the amazing part, and this is what had hit me is that, God still constantly says has love. He doesn't come out and hold bitterness and anger against you. And like I said, I know that's that's not exactly what you're talking about there in, in, in your example, but that is a thought that had occurred to me um, as you were saying that, mentioning the, the different types of, of relations that you can have. So uh, again, with that being said, we thank everyone for listening. We will be with you again here next week. Uh, we thank everyone for, for helping us grow. Uh, the next level of statistics came in, and we are growing at, at substantial rates, and, and each week has been stronger than the last. And we can only thank you guys for listening, continuing to listen, and sharing it with other people who would be interested. So we thank you for doing that, and we'll be with you again next week.